So my friends, um, this reading today of our Lord's encounter with the Canaanite woman is one that many people find troubling in that our Lord seems very distant and even rude to this woman. And the way that it is to be properly understood is that our Lord, um, he's God. He knows exactly what's going to happen and he loves her. He's God. Um, But that she and the model of her faith and the perseverance that she shows in her prayer she doesn't just uh, like ask once and then he doesn't give responses or forget you and walk away um, rather she perseveres in her prayer even in the midst of obstacles difficulties and our lord um, really teaches something here that um, that this woman should be a model for the disciples the chosen people the jewish people she's a gentile she's a canaanite She's not of the Jewish race. And in that time with our Lord, there was a lot of racism going around. That the Jews are the chosen people, the Gentiles and the Samaritans are not. Um, they would even at times be called Gentile dogs, right? So even his reference here, but we'll get to that because it's pretty cool uh, what he actually says. But, um, but that this is um, something our Lord wants to confront. Because there was the understanding that these people are not fit for holiness, that holiness is for the chosen people and that they are not worthy of that. They're not fit for that. And so our Lord teaches that, in fact, they are. Um, that, they, that this woman's perseverance, great is your faith. That holiness is not just limited to the few, but that she and her perseverance. And this, in many ways, can relate to the state of the laity in the church. That some people want to say that holiness is just for priests and religious and that everyone else in the church, like, don't bother us too much, right? And how much is that the case? That, like, don't, look, don't bother me. I got my own life and holiness to pursue. But no, my life as a priest is at the service of your holiness. You are meant to be holy, to have real canonizable holiness as the lay faithful. And so it's not just a chosen group, but rather it's everyone. Every baptized person is called to real holiness. And that's what our Lord teaches us in this Canaanite woman. So even when the disciples try to send her away, the way that sometimes the church tries to send away those who are pursuing holiness, don't bother us. That's not what's supposed to happen. And then our Lord says that line, it's not right to take the food of the children and give it to the dogs. But the dogs there, the word there in Greek is kunaria, uh, which is more like puppies. These would be dog, domestic animals. And like, look, my parents have a little puppy. Her name is Chloe. She's adorable. And you could want to give her food because she's begging for it, but the reality is her stomach can't handle it. And so if you give her a bunch of human food, she gets sick, even if she wants it. And now our Lord doesn't mean that the Gentiles are dogs, but rather he's calling out what the Jewish people think, that the Gentiles can't handle real holiness. They can't handle it. And so when he's referring here, he's not calling her a dog or anything like that. He's not engaging in the racism. Rather, it's like, Look, it right? isn't it right, disciples? You can't, you can't give human food to your puppy. Um, and that when we want to see people in the church as puppies, as un, unfit for the full truth of holiness, that's something our Lord wants to correct. That there's no, there's no second-class holiness in the church. That it's not like, don't take the holiness of our priests and religious and give it to the lay people. They're not worthy of that. They'll get sick. That's wrong. That's so wrong. And in the church, any of that mentality needs to be rooted out because that's not right. That the holiness of priests and religious is unfit for the lay people. We're all called to tremendous holiness. 
And so we can't, our Lord calls out this. He's addressing this particular, um, this particular block in the minds of the apostles. And so his dialogue with this woman is in fact a, um, it's more for the purpose of the apostles who are watching and need to know that there are no second-class Christians. There's nobody that doesn't have the stomach for holiness, if you will. There's nobody for whom the faith and the life of grace needs to be watered down. Uh, that we, you know, just, you all, you just take a watered-down holiness. I'll, Deacon Jim and I will do the real work, right? No, that's not how it works. We're all called to real canonizable holiness and to live the real heights of holiness. And that the lay faithful in the church, men and women living in the midst of the world, are called to that real canonizable holiness. It's not like it's, um, it would be unfitting. In a similar way, there's been uh, issues in the you know, history of the church um, that young people, though young people, they don't have a stomach for real doctrine for the real truth of the church. So we have to water it down for them because you can't take the food of the children, the real teaching of the church, and throw it to the puppies, the young people. No, absolutely not. The same one doctrine that we preach in all of its life and all of its joy and all of its power is as effective for old or young, for lay or clergy or religious. It's the same one saving truth of Jesus Christ and it's the same call to incredible holiness. And so our Lord's dialogue um, here with the woman and her seeking after this, um, this is meant to be a corrective to the disciples, to the apostles, who want to say that she's not worthy of that as a Gentile. And so we too, if we have either considered ourselves to be um, you know, in the backseat of holiness, that we... Um, have a second-class type of holiness, or that somehow we have to water down holiness so that it can be more fitting for different people, or water down doctrine so as to be more fitting for, um, you know, more groups of people, Um, we have to allow our Lord to change our mind today. We have to hear this this story, this healing, as addressed to us so that we can be strengthened and say, no, holiness and the truth of the Catholic faith is for everyone. And there are no second-class citizens in the church. And then Jesus replies, and he only says something like this once or twice. Oh, woman, great is your faith. It's interesting because he says to the woman, great is your faith. And then what does he say to Peter last week? Oh, you of little faith. How often it's the faith of this woman, of a Gentile woman. It's the same with the centurion who says, only say the word and my servant shall be healed right? It's the Gentiles. Great is your faith. Our Lord compliments her in this incredible way, um, which again must have stung for some of the apostles who are regularly being called, oh, you of little faith. And so this is, even in the church, the faith and the holiness of the lay faithful, the faith and the acceptance of the doctrine and the holiness of our young people can be an inspiration for us, and it can help all of us continue to um, to live the faith well. My friends, we need to learn from this woman today. And so we ask our Lord um, to teach us uh, that there is no second-class holiness. There's no second-class citizen in the church. There's no group of people for which our faith needs to be watered down, but rather that the faith, when it's presented in all of its life and power, has a transforming capability. 
for every man, woman, and child.